Hey folks, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Embellished Podcast. This podcast is an opportunity for me to ramble about whiskey or something, anything, for a few minutes. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. Hopefully that can be found on any podcasting platform that exists. And if you can't find me on a platform, send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com and I'll get that taken care of. You can also generally find video versions of this podcast on YouTube. You can find all of my links on Instagram at EmbellishPod or Twitter with the same handle. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com, and it's a place to pick up these links, episode details, and more. We're going to try something a little bit different today. Um, Last week, Monday... Last week, uh, middle of the week sometime, um, got a couple of bottles in the mail from 291 um, in Colorado. And usually I'll try to do some sort of a bottle review whenever somebody will send me something. Um, Try to be as honest as I possibly can be. Try to figure out what is likable about that particular um, whiskey. Uh, This is not the first time I've been able to have something show up from 291. So super thankful to those folks over there. Um, But... Something that was really interesting was, and I'm going to start off with their, it's a single, it's a barrel proof single barrel of their Colorado whiskey. Um, I've had one of these before, but I'm going to pour something up just to kind of get a taste going on this. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to actually um, catalog what I do through whenever I go, whatever, what I do whenever I go through tasting notes and kind of fun stuff. So this is more of a warm up. Um, drink than anything else. Like I said, I've I've had a couple of the uh, barrel-proof single barrels before, um, so I'm not going to stick with that one for too long, but um, they've got a new product that's on the market. It came out over the weekend. Um, Super thankful that they were able to send me something to try from that, and so we're going to move towards that. And we've talked about 291 before. There's a lot of unique things about them. Um, a distillery started from uh, a former photographer. Uh, the stills have a really unique history of their own. The the uh, guy who started up, his name is Michael Myers, so there's a little bit of fun in that one as well. And they have this really fun look with their bottles. Um, they've got almost an, an old, tiny feel to it. They come with the um, metal bales on top of it. The interest there is, um, if I remember correctly, I think Michael was talking about he was watching an old um, Western movie and they were transporting maybe some nitroglycerin or something that was incredibly explosive and they had those sort of metal bale tops on it and he, he just liked the aesthetic of it. They finished with, with, with Aspen Staves, which is a unique finish in and of itself. Um and so, you know, that's something that kind of differentiates them. Now, one of the, the things that I like to do is I usually like to try to, to taste something, kind of, you know, record my own thoughts on a piece of paper. Then I'll go out to a couple of sources that I might trust um, and, and kind of validate some of the things that I, that I thought that I tasted. Um, because at the end of the day, I am by no means a, a person who knows a lot about this, uh, so I try to think if I'm too far off base, and if I can kind of draw some some dotted lines between what I think and what someone else thinks, then I'll uh, go ahead and kind of stick up with stick with that particular version of it. If not, then 
um, I'll come back to it another day, you know, because my palate could be off. You know, maybe I had some spicy stir fry for the day. Uh, maybe something else is going on. And if I do this two or three times and I keep coming back to the same notes, then I stick with whatever I'm coming up with because that's just the way my palate responded to it versus someone else having their own palate. And I pen and ink, uh, and then I'll kind of do some some research. But they're they're doing a, a, a new whiskey, and and if I remember correctly, I think this one came out of their uh, some of their exper- experimental series. They've had the M batches and whatnot. Um, they've done some malted whiskey, and this one is a hundred percent malted rye, um, which is unique in and of itself. In the the marketplace, we'll pour that out and let it sit for a little bit. Um, the you know the bottle has their traditional look to it, but it's got this all rye, all rye, all rye. Um, appreciate the Matthew McConaughey notes there. Um, and I'm using something using a glass that's got a wide base on it, and it's got a nice tulip on the top of it. Um, I have a couple different things that I might taste out of. Not that it necessarily makes a huge difference for me. Uh, like I said, I'm not an expert at any of this. But you know, this is what they're doing. And they have a rye whiskey already in place. Um, but this one is going to be 100% rye, Colorado whiskey, finished with Aspen Wood Stave. So we're staying at that. We're going to be at 132.6 proof. I really appreciate that they sent me this. And so, um, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll toss up a picture. So this is what the bottle itself actually looks like. Um, this is something that I snapped off of their Instagram. And so as I'm doing these things, um, you know, maybe we'll have something to kind of look at there. Between drinks, I usually like to use some type of water or mineral water or whatever. I happen to have some Topo Chico on hand. I don't know that it makes a huge difference. I know that it works better than just generic water. Um, but I don't know that the brand of, of seltzer or mineral water matters or if just the fact that it exists, I, I don't know that I'm just an amateur trying to see what all's going on here. I mean, it's got a really good color to it. Try not to spend too much time thinking about color because color could mean a lot of things. Um, it could be that they're using small barrels, you know, it could, it could be a whole lot of stuff. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything to be secondary finishing, whatever. Um, but it just has a real nice look in the bottle. It has a very dark uh, com- complexion to it, so to speak. Um, yeah, so the Aspen is for sure there. You know, that, that's that's the one thing you expect. I think, you know, anything that comes from 291 Aspen Stave, it should be a prominent note. So we'll go ahead and record that one down really know how to do this with a microphone in front of your face it's a little bit ridiculous right having this thing jammed in front of me while i'm trying to drink through the same thing that i'm talking through maybe we'll get this sorted out that i haven't done this before this is a this is a new thing for us to try out try to give it as much air as possible this is a brand new bottle something that i've never had before and to that point not a lot of people have you know they say one side of your nose sniffs different than the other side of your nose. I, I think that's true for me. I don't know. But I just, you know, I, I pay attention to what people who I trust do and try to um, mimic some of those behaviors. 
you know, places that I generically go to for tasting notes are going to be um, David from Whiskey in My Wedding Ring, um, Jack Hood Sommelier, uh, which is, I think, the only person that I know of that has notes up on this, um, Bourbon Lens, um, Drew from, from Whiskey Lore. These are all people that I highly trust their palates and have found that I generically will get a lot of the same things that they get um, in some form or fashion. And maybe that's, you know... Uh, wishful thinking, you know, because I respect their palates. I'm like, oh, you know, I taste like they do. But I have routinely found that if one of those four, if not all four of those four appreciate something, um, I usually will as well. There's definitely a lot of caramel. Creamy caramel, maybe. Caramel caramel, I don't know. Usually what I'll try to do is if I can if I can take the different things that I smell and taste and put it into a memory, um, that's something that sticks with me even better, right? And so, you know, Aspen is not something that I necessarily have a point of reference for in my life, but Creamy Caramels, I mean, you think about Werther's Originals or those, um, those square chewy caramels that you used to get that would borderline pull a tooth out, but they were really delicious. Um, I'll have to look those up later and kind of figure out what that was. It was a thing that was kind of present in my childhood always. Surprisingly, I'm not getting a ton of rye here. Now, I don't know if that's the, the rye spice is hiding behind um, the aspen or if the malted rye doesn't have that appearance of rye that I'm used to. So, we'll see. I'm taste it, I guess. Yep, the rye is definitely in there now. A little bit drying, which I really like. I like something that sort of dries out my mouth. Um, I've always been a big fan of of tannic wines, and this has a similar behavior to it. And it's got a good, um, good solid mouthfeel to it. Um, I wouldn't say it's super oily. Uh, you know, I would, if I were to think of like from from the thinnest thing to motor oil, this is probably somewhere right dead smack in the middle of all of that. It's almost got a softness to it, but I feel like that's maybe uh, the malting. I don't know. Um, so it's a medium mouthfeel. This has definitely got to be boring. No one is going. It's got a good spiciness in the mouth. Um, it's not quite peppery. Uh, and I'd try to name off some type of a really esoteric pepper that's only found in Thailand or something like that. But I'm not that guy. I can't, I can't figure that out. Um, and there's a little bit of funk on the back end of this, right? So I would say as it finishes out, it dries... And it gets a little funky. Almost like um, old wood that has been wet at some point in time and dried back out again and got wet and dried back out again. Uh, not quite rotten, but you could tell it was kind of impacted by moisture over time. So it's, it's the woodworker in me.
there's definitely some other stuff in there. I don't know. So let's 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 go out to the internet. Let's see what we've got. We've got a few notes. We've got aspen caramel, creamy, drying, definitely rye, medium mouth feel, spicy, and some funk to it. And so, um, you know, we we want to hop out there and see what we've got. So I've got a web browser opened up, two tabs ready to go. Um, didn't look at any of these yet. Right, and so we'll see what everybody's got out there. I did see that Bourbon Lens had something, and so I, I pulled that open, but did not look at it beforehand. Um, this is their small batch rye, you know, and and you know they're they're talking about notes of leather and dirt roads and cowboys and all of these different things. You know, super fantastic marketing. Gotta love what they're doing here. Um, so we're gonna hop over. I know how to do two nine one. So they're all rye. All rye is rugged, refined, and rebellious whiskey um, in a single malt expression. So it is. It's a single malt, uh, 100% rye malt, finished with toasted aspen wood staves, rich, complex flavors, colors, and mouthfeel. Um, Colorado malted. Ooh, that's interesting. 50% Colorado malted rye. I shoot malting. A 50% German rye malt. That's interesting. I'll have to kind of poke around on that a little bit. This is where we're getting this. This is from their Instagram page. Um, highlight this. Give that a Google search. Come back to that in a minute. We can go learn about these things. This is what we do because we're nerds. Um, so like I said, I, I haven't seen any real notes on this particular one yet i did see where um scott and jake put something out close that out see what they've got here um uh, looks like there's fantastic that was on march the 12th scott posted this um you know if you got to pick one person who's going to post something from there maybe it's you're glad it's scott i like scott a lot um pop through here Tasting notes, cinnamon raisin French toast, Irish breakfast tea tea. I can get tea for sure. Yep, I'll give it that. Um, sawdust. Maybe that's my dust. Maybe, maybe that's my, my funky wood note. Um, plum pudding, black pepper. So he gets black pepper. I got something and then a salted caramel. So I feel pretty good about the notes that I have here, right? Because I trust his palate and what he's got to say uh, about things that were in here. Like I said, this is like they've, they've got the same note in here. This, this came out of their... Um, lineup for the 291 e batch um one of their experimental ones that they've done mm. yeah tea for sure sad i missed that one i usually always get a tea of some type like i said i know that jack did let's do keyboard we'll see what jack had to say about it you almost always got to truck a guy, trust a guy with the name Sommelier in his title, right? Um, so we're going to have this one right here. I bet it's going to be the last one to load. Got to be that one. What a guess. Jack, he's such a guy. Damn. Um, 100% rye, so what does he have? Uh, good mouth coating, spicy dates, charred creme brulee. Okay, I can see that. Maybe that goes with my uh, creamy caramel. I can get that. Um, and long baking spice finish. Uh, I don't get as much of the baking spice on the long-term finish of it um, as maybe he does. 
But once again, we've got some crossover in the things that we're tasting. And so, you know, that's that's kind of how it's going to be. And so basically what I'm going to boil this down to is uh, when I look at this, I've got on the nose, I smell aspen caramel and creamy. On the palate, I get drying rye, um, medium, spicy, funky tea. And so I'm going to try to find a way to bring all of those things together in a centralized tasting note. Um, you know, I'll either take a picture or steal a picture uh, from someone and we'll post it on social media. So that's generically how I go through tasting these things, right? Um, now I'm interested in this German rye malt. Hmm. A beer malt, maybe? Could be. Carmen Rye Malt Pale. I don't know. This is all <laughs> it's all super, super interesting things. So I'll have to steal some some text probably from one of their um publicity, whatever you have. Um kind of put that out there as well. I said this is a really, really good whiskey. Um this is not something that, you know, if if all you ever drink is bourbon, you probably don't want to start here. Um, you probably want to start with either their um, Colorado whiskey or one of their bourbons that have been finished in Aspen Staves, kind of get used to what that is. But if you're a rye drinker, like if you're a rye whiskey drinker, or you're somebody who just wants to try um, really unique and different things, this is, this is pretty top-notch. I mean, this is something that I will absolutely pull out to, to share with people who are interested in tasting new and unique things um, because it's really good. Really, really good. So thanks, 291, for the bottle. Um, I'm going to enjoy this for quite some time. I'm going to come back and revisit it. I try to taste things at least three times. Um, keep coming back to it, especially if I like it the first time. I know I'll usually continue to like it. Um, and, and this one's right off the top is is an absolute winner for me. So thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this offering from the Embellish Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a review on whatever platform that you are consuming this on. Leave a comment if possible. Hit me up on social media at Twitter or Instagram using Embellish Pod, and give me a follow so you can keep up with what's going on here. I can also be found at www.embellishpod.com with all of my links, accounts, contact details, and more. Thanks again for stopping by.